house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp.
because we are weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They'll soar high on wings like eagles. They'll run and not grow weary. They'll walk and not faint. Now it's over. <laughs> ah, that was so good. Yeah, it was. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this edition of Bible News Radio. Glad that you're here with us today. I am your, I am playing this over by accident. <laughs> that was an accident. My bad. Hey, I can do everything. <laughs> I can do You anything. can do all things through a verse taken out of context. That's, that's right. Hey. <laughs> anyway, hey. It's the harps. What do you expect? Okay, anyway. Yeah, we are the harps. Bareface is here. There he is. No, he's not. There yeah, he I is. Am. Poof. <laughs> there he is. Okay, anyway. Ah, so how you doing, Bareface? I'm pretty okay. Thanks. Good. You? Good to see you guys. Hey, Beth, thank you for your word. I just saw it a little while ago. Wait, let me scroll through. I, I got to go back here. <sighs> scroll through. Praying for y'all. That's what Beth Hoover Fitness said. Thank you, Beth Hoover Fitness. Uh, pre- we we really appreciate it. I can tell people are praying. I can. I mean, I can because I'm like. Yeah, fitness. Yeah. What nationality is that? <laughs> <clears throat> no. Yeah, I don't. You no, know, definitely much appreciate. I don't know. I I've never had three people I love die in two weeks before. Just saying. <laughs> I just. Ah, mm. uh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, harp to harp. Yes, that's right. Anyway, so, uh, we are flooding here in Spring Hill where we're at. I think there's, there's gotta be at least six inches of rain easy, but I mean, local areas are like, we're gonna have to get a boat. Roll Fortunately, out of here we're on the second floor, so. Yeah. Yes. So far, yeah. we're good. Well, we're, we're broadcasting today. Uh, we're not going to be tomorrow or Friday cause we'll be traveling and uh and then of course um we won't we just won't be able to but um but uh yeah <laughs> anyway so pray that the rain stops tomorrow and friday and then it can start up on saturday because then we, we should be back home saturday hopefully lord willing we just got a phone call from our dog sitter <laughs> who may have to cancel on us at the last minute so pray that that doesn't happen because they're dealing with also a, a pending death, which seems like it's going around, you know? <laughs> seems... I think it's contagious. <laughs> I know, that's what somebody said, right? Yeah. Uh, well, weather underground is only showing locally today's rain accumulation at 1.81 inches. That doesn't sound right. It's a lot for one day. <laughs> one point, well, then all of our local streets are flooded, the, you know, or... Yeah. yeah, I mean, certainly water is deeper than that in places, but, you know, what they're looking at when you measure rain accumulation is, you know, in a, basically a tube in a column, oh. and the rain that falls in that one particular inside the tube, you know, how many drops are going to... 
Anyway. I thought about taking a glass like this and putting it outside my car when I was at Pickleball and just seeing how much rain was in it when I came out, but I didn't. I know. Good question. But yeah, it's just definitely some serious rain going on. There is. But our yeah. window hasn't leaked at all. That's good. It's a miracle because usually the rain's like... <laughs> Like on, the, like on our the... leaky window. But anyway, <laughs> let's just hope it doesn't continue to leak. Yeah, over on my Instagram account, I've got uh, the typical thunderstorm um, going back. Um, Annie said she grew up in Arizona. And, and uh, Melanie said snow, sleet, and freezing rain this morning in Pennsylvania. Yes, welcome to the weather report here on Bible News Radio. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to look at some headlines of the day. I actually have uh, a couple of interesting stories. I want to start out with the Medicare one, though, okay, because this is kind of important. And then we'll get to the abortion one, because the abortion one seems to be the, the most inflammatory. But I wanted to give you guys a heads up about this story. This is over on the Herald-Dispatch. And, and actually, in my research on identity theft and fraud, which is, you know, I read articles every, every day almost because um, there's like, you know, a whole bunch of things going on. But, but um, this particular news came up probably five times in this past week. So I thought, you know what? I should share it with you because it's super important. So this is actually titled... Don't pick up for fake Medicare phone calls. And seeing as the average age of this audience is about 65 people. Do you know that? Did you guys know that? The average age of Bible News Radio listeners is like 65. So you guys are like older than me. Eh, sunny. <laughs> and you're all probably all in Medicare too, right? <laughs> I can hear some of you laughing right now because you know I'm just messing with you. But you're like, yeah, girl, pretty soon you'll be there. <laughs> Randall's getting his senior citizen discount this year. Anyway, this is actually courtesy of the Better Business Bureau. Um, so it says here, in 2018, the BBB scam tracker. Hey, did you did you guys know that? Did you know that the Better Business Bureau has a scam tracker? <laughs> That's that, that should be a mobile app. Anyway, it says anyway it says here received more than 500 reports about scam calls claiming to be from Medicare representatives. Protect yourself and your loved ones from this unfortunately common scam. You receive a call that appears on your caller ID as Medicare. That for me right there. <laughs> if I got a call that had Medicare on the ID, I'd be like laughing. I'd be like, uh, no, not the, I don't think so. But anyway, um, anyway, it says here, um, the, the caller ID is Medicare. In one version of this scam, when you pick up the, the phone, a Medicare impersonator offers you something for free, such as a back or knee brace, medical equipment, or new Medicare cards. All you have to do is share some personal information, such as your social security number, to, quote, confirm your identity. Now, this is interesting because I have gotten numerous phone calls on my phone for a free medical bracelet, a brace. And I'm like, I don't even know what, I don't need a medical brace for anything unless it's my carpal tunnel because I'm super awesome playing pickleball and hit the ball too much, you know? Anyway, uh, anyway, in another version, scammers attempt to intimidate you by claiming there's a problem with your Medicare benefits. They may claim there has been suspicious activity on your account, and if you don't give them the information they need right away, then you are in danger of losing your benefits or worse. What could be worse than that? I mean, <laughs> we're going to come to your house and 
pick your nose. I mean, I mean, <laughs> anyway, ah, sometimes scammers even use robocalls to tell you there's a problem and ask you to call a different number to resolve it. Regardless of the method, the scammer's goal is to steal your personal information for their personal benefit. How to protect yourself. Don't answer calls from unknown numbers. If you receive a call from a number you haven't saved to your contacts, or if your caller ID says unknown, don't pick up the phone. Also, be aware that scammers can dupe caller ID and mask their true phone number, which is actually too. Actually, and I can tell you honestly that I got two very weird phone calls a couple of days ago. I answered both of them because I just like to answer them for fun, and it was dead on the other end. I was like, huh. Okay, anyway, when in doubt, hang up. If you do answer a call from an unsolicited unsolicited caller and are greeted by a robocall or even a person who claims to be with a government agency, just hang up. Don't press any buttons. Don't engage in conversation. Don't ask to be removed from the, from the calling list. Know how government agencies work. We're in America. <laughs> they work. Have they... you ever like de- dealt with the VA? <laughs> or better yet. The Social Security Department hmm? and tried to get somebody's gender changed back to where it's supposed to be. Have you? No. Okay. Anyway, I mean, how government agencies work is that an oxymoron? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, government agencies do not call consumers unsolicited. Instead, they send letters. They send letters to you, so right. the IRS isn't going to call you. Social Security is not going to call you. The VA is not going to call you. Medicare is not going to call you. Anyway. So I share all of this because um, here's the thing. One way to help protect yourself, and I started to say this yesterday and we got totally sidetracked, is to get identity theft protection. You know, Randall and I have it um, just with as we do Legal Shield. But when you have ID Shield on your phone, you guys, I'm telling you, not only do you not worry as much about people stealing your info because you're going to be notified when you're having that stuff tracked. But it's it's actually um, it's so affordable. It's 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 almost too affordable, in my opinion. They should charge more for it, but they don't. It's only nine ninety five a month, under ten bucks a month to monitor all your stuff, you know. And and I just encourage you to do it because you will definitely have peace of mind. Plus, you'll get perks on top of it. Just saying, the perks actually pay for the membership if you uh, do it. In fact, yesterday, I was looking for some hotel perks where we're going up to, you know, stuff. And anyway, and long story short, I found a ton of them. I was like, oh my gosh, there's a ton of perks. Like there was one for a hotel that was like a 44% off uh, just for being a Legal Shield slash ID Shield member. You got a little 44% off on that. And I just want to share a testimony. Randall, um, we, we, I, I started to share this, but then I didn't. Um, Randall recently had an issue with one of our bills. And, and, um, and anyway, he had to contact Legal Shield over it because they, this bank charged us some fees that were, why don't you share the story? It's your issue. Well, I don't think I had, had to call Legal Shield, but I did up front because <laughs> I want to get them involved on the front end. Yeah. Um, uh, long story short, there yeah. were. Go ahead, use my phrase. I dare you. I just did. There were. Yeah, you did. You're not the first. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, there were some late fees and interest charges that I thought were, yeah, unwarranted. And I called customer service, and they said they would take care of them. They would be refunded, 
and all would be well going forward, you know, give it a couple of days to process and and then it's been a week and I thought I'm, I'm going to go check up to see that all that was done. I go in and some things were refunded, but then they added on new <laughs> with no transactions in the interim for me, except my on-time payment when I called and asked what was going on. And they decided to reverse a couple of charges and add some more in the meantime. So... Yeah, what did it go from 142 bucks to 200 and something, right? Yeah, because of these like 258. So for what? <laughs> Nothing. Right. Anyway, so <laughs> so I called the customer service again and asked for an explanation, and the guy attempted to explain the math, and I said, "Okay, I get that." But um, back on the eighth of this month. I talked to a customer service representative who told what I just explained. They're going to reverse all the things and, you know, get things sorted out. And just and just the opposite has happened. You know, uh, not a little misleading. And I said, since these calls are recorded, it tells you the front these calls being recorded. I I encouraged him to listen to the recording from that date if it was available. And they said they would review it and make a decision within five to fifteen business days or ten to fifteen, but which is gonna which is gonna run into the next due date. So okay, I thought all right, getting getting Just get law firm involved right now. And, and what did the law firm say when you talked to them? Yeah, they said. They understood and said, just write, uh, just write a letter. You know, just write to send us a summary of what you just told me. And uh, send it to this email address, and yeah, and we'll get on it. So, well, and see, that's the power of Legal Shield, mm-hmm. a Legal Shield membership. You guys, I know, I know, we talk about it all the time because it's kind of my second part-time job, but it's stuff like that. If we didn't have Legal Shield, Randall would be still fighting with these people. But now they're going to write a letter, and hopefully, Lord willing, it will get resolved because it's in our favor. Yeah. I mean, hello. Yeah, they'll just you it's know, I'd, I'd I'd rather turn it over if I was going to hire anybody to do it to take care of this and get it off my plate, something to follow up on and chase up on and make phone calls. I'd hand yeah. over to a law firm, you know, uh, the you more, bet, hey, the and more. and for less than twenty five dollars, you you bet. You know what I um. I cannot emphasize enough, those of you who have your membership, use it. Use your member perks, okay? I know a lot of you already bought your membership. Use it. Go in, look at your member perks. Get your will done, okay? Get it done. And when this stuff happens, just know that you you actually have that. You have a law firm in the palm of your hand for under 25 bucks a month. That's for a whole family, okay? Your ID shield, nine ninety five a month, twenty four ninety five for a family up to ten people, okay? You get eight kids and two parents or domestic partners, whatever. Doesn't matter. You get it's still covered. I mean, seriously. And if you have a small business, same thing. Nine ninety five for home business supplement on top of it. Randall and I have it, because you never know what's gonna happen. And I'm just gonna say before this membership, there's so many things I could think of that if I had known about this membership, I would have totally had them on it. And I'm telling you, it will pay for itself. In fact, um, you know, tonight, in fact, those of you who are available at 7 p.m. Central Time, Ladies of Justice is actually going to be talking. Some of the top Legal Shield ladies are going to be on Zoom again tonight talking about how to become a Lady of Justice or a Legal Shield member, um, or associate rather. 
and then afterwards those of you who are associates how to get yourself plugged in so you can level up and get your bonus and pay for your 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 99 membership fee for life okay i mean like i like i said to bareface when i signed up to to be an associate 99 bucks if i cannot make that back in a whole year then that was the stupidest investment i've ever made okay i can tell you i made that back almost 300 times over close to that okay so is that right i'm not good in math it's a lot let me put it that way i made it back within two weeks <laughs> okay i made more than that back in two weeks anyway all I have to say, if you want to be on that call, just follow my Twitter. I'll tweet it out. If you're on my Facebook, just click the link on the post I made uh, and show up at 7 o'clock. If you're an associate of mine, get on that call and watch what these ladies tell you and listen to the stories because there are some women who actually saved literally over $200,000, $300,000 because a letter was written on their behalf and paid for their membership for life, really. I mean, a lawyer's letter is way more powerful than most people think. Just saying. All right. So with that said, the Medicare thing, just be aware that's going on. Hang up the phone. Don't answer. All that. All right. Now let's look at this Arizona bill. A couple, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about infanticide before. And um, anyway, long story short, it's, it's in the news again. And this is not shocking, unfortunately. I, I wish it was. I mean, I wish this irritate. I mean, this does irritate me, but I wished that I didn't go, oh my gosh, this is in the news because it's so common. I'm not. I'm not even stunned anymore. <sighs> but anyway, Stephen Airtel over on uh, LifeSite Life, Life News, LifeNews.com, LifeNews.com wrote, and I quote, Arizona bill would allow infanticide, uh, repeal medical care for babies born alive after abortions. Okay. It says here, new legislation in the state of Arizona would allow infanticide following the new law in New York State for abortions up to birth. Like that New York State law, the Arizona bill would repeal medical care for babies born alive after abortions. That's a law that's been on the books for 44 years. Almost my whole life. I know I'm not a day over 51. <laughs> that was supposed to be funny, people. Anyway... <laughs> Last week, 17 members of the Arizona House introduced HB 2696. The bill is scheduled for a hearing Wednesday morning. The Pro-Life Pregnancy Center Living Hope Centers is in urging pro-life Arizona residents to, to contact legislators to urge opposition to the measure. The time to stop the latest move by pro-abortion advocates is today, Living Hope, Hope told Life News. HB 2696 would repeal life-saving measures for babies born alive during an abortion attempt, a law that has been on the books for 44 years. No, an abortion attempt. There are babies out there, people, that have been there. They were, somebody tried to kill them and they survived, thank God. Pro-life lawmakers learned two years ago of real-life situations where babies born alive during attempted abortions were left to suffer and die. Legislators took action to strengthen the 1975 law requiring updated reporting and equipment standards, it added. Now, some Arizona lawmakers want to do away with the entire law dating back 44 years. This would free abortion providers from their obligation to use all available means and medical skill to save the life of a baby born alive during an abortion attempt. Please stand with us in protecting babies who survive abortions. Now, just think about that just for a minute. Here you are, an abortion doctor. You're trying to kill a baby because the mom or the dad or whoever says, yeah, this is what I want. 
And then the baby survived, so you botched it, which means you're a sucky doctor because you didn't even perform it correctly. But now you're supposed to uphold your oath, <laughs> which is to do no harm. And you have to save the baby that you're trying to kill in the first place. The irony of it all. Don't you? I mean, the irony. Is it just me? Or is that insane? It's insane, people. It is insane. Anyway, there's a link in here that you can click to contact your state reps. Ask them to oppose the HB 2696 in order to protect women and their babies. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo signed into law a bill that legalizes abortions up to birth. While that has been the main focus of the legislation, the new law also revokes medical care for babies who are born alive after botched abortions. The law Governor Cuomo signed repealed Section 4164 of New York's public health law, which mandated medical care for any baby born alive during an abortion. When an abortion is to be performed after the 20th week of pregnancy, a physician other than the physician performing the abortion shall be in attendance to take control of, control of and to provide immediate medical care for any live birth that is the result of the abortion. The law reads... Well, that makes good sense. Not the one who's trying to kill it. There right. needs to be another physician. My bad. Who's actually <laughs> I interested in preserving life. Does this mean that babies will just be left to die in New York at abortion clinics if they somehow survive the abortion procedure? As Tony Perkins, president of the Family Research Council, tells Life News, the answer is yes. This law guarantees it sweeping away a large chunk of the penal codes that protected abortion survivors. Thanks to this act, Kermit Gosnell and his blood-stained, cat-infested third-world excuse for a clinic would be untouchable, he said. The resurgence Stacy Lennox uh, puts that into its gruesome context. For those of you who saw the movie Gosnell, Baby B would not be considered a victim. Person, as far as this law is concerned, means a human being who has been born and is alive, not a second before and maybe without infant protections, not a few seconds after either, he continued. A shocking 19 states do not require any protection for babies born alive after botched abortions, a report by Americans United for Life revealed, which, by the way, my friend Dr. Charmaine Yost used to head that organization up before she went to work in the Trump administration. So there's an article over here. Let's see here. I'm going to flip this page. Because it says here, 19 states allow infanticide, let abortionists leave babies to die who survive an abortion. I wonder if there's a list of those. Ah, yes. Okay. So let's look at the states that allow this, people. Okay. So... Okay, so basically the 19 states, nearly half the country, basically allow infanticide. Here they are. You ready? Let's see if you live in this state. Put a one if you end up living in one of the states. Okay, Alaska, Colorado, Connecticut, Hawaii, Idaho, Kentucky, Maryland, Massachusetts, Nevada, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New Mexico, New York, North Carolina, Ohio, Oregon, Utah, Vermont, and West Virginia. There you go. Those are the states where babies can just, you know, be born and left to die. Isn't that nice? Isn't this a nice godly country that we live in? Doesn't that just make you proud to be an American where, you know, we can just let babies be born and die 
or just get murdered because they're just an inconvenience to people. God, that irritates me. So Diane lives in one of those states. So I don't know if anybody else does. Let's see here. North Carolina is your hometown. Okay. Wow. Says Beth. Hey, Christy. Christy's over there on the <clears throat> Facebook and Kelly. All right. Okay. You have any thoughts, Randall, on this? I mean, this is, this is. It's, I'm just grieved. I'm grieved. I'm grieved by the, the, the double speak and, and just falsehoods that have permeated, you know, the culture and, and the media and the. No, you know, keep your laws off my body and, and choice. And no, we don't want to take a woman's choice, whatever. Um, you know, 99% of the time that that woman's choice was made before conception. And now, you know, folks, be they the, be the boyfriend that doesn't want parental responsibilities. Or, you know, in cases, you know, the mother does want parental responsibilities uh you know they're looking for a second choice they want to have no consequences for their irresponsibility you know no consequences for their irresponsible um you know actions that is um unwed unwed intimate relationships and the like can we talk about that just for a minute sure because I, okay, and don't hate me, people, for what I'm going to say, but, but you know, it used to be in, when I was a kid, mm -hmm. which was not that long ago, just a couple decades ago. <laughs> just kidding. It was, it was more than a couple of decades ago. I'm middle-aged. <laughs> I'm feeling it every day, too. Trust me. But it used to be, even in the 70s when I grew up, in, in, the, in the 80s, that, that sleeping around was not, like, cool. I mean, right. people did it, but it was considered not cool. It was considered immoral. Yeah. Like, you know, there was, I like, mean, some, it was immoral. Yeah, I even go back to, even though it was really designed to introduce homosexuality, you would go back to Three's Company. Come and knock on my door. Right. And, you know, that was late, late 70s. Yeah. And and the reason, you know, the that Jack Tripper, you know, pretended to be homosexual was that the the landlord would allow two women and a man sharing an apartment because he saw that is immoral uh, right. for Yeah, because you know, even though the landlord was old fogey and he mm -hmm. kind of you know, play, played off like he didn't really like his wife. The fact mm. is that they were a very committed couple on that show. I know, wasn't that a great show? Except for the immorality. I mean, you <laughs> Except know. for the immorality. But, but, here, but anyway, my point is, so this is, this is the, the I mean, you know. But it's just um, an indicator of, of the culture at the time. There, there's an old, I think it's a book called um, Slouching Toward Gomorrah. Mm. And the idea is that, you know, you just take one little step and you're going further, further down that morality thing. 
You know, it is so commonplace now for Christians to sleep around. I have had, unfortunately, I didn't know it at the time, but I've had people on this show who have shared with me that, oh yeah, I was I'm, was in a sexual relationship outside of marriage. And I'm thinking, <laughs> why did you tell me this? I that's didn't want to know. That's just not immoral. It's irresponsible. No, but... But the the fact is is it's like there, where is the outrage? I can understand why the secular world gets mad at Christians and calls us hypocrites. Sure. Because one of the things one of the things I hear I've heard a lot my nose is is that well you, you Christians get divorced too easy, you know. And it's well first of all that stat everybody hears and quotes is completely wrong. Fifty percent right. of Christians who get married do not get divorced. That's a flat out lie. Mm-hmm. It was fallacious research. Put out by Barner Research, which is a Christian organization, but the bottom line is it's wrong. The actual research shows that Bible-believing, seriously committed, real disciples of Jesus, which, by the way, only according to other research suggests it's about four to nine percent of people who identify as Christian are actual real believers. So that tells you something, right? Okay. If that population were actually uh, polled. And everything, the divorce rate is something like over 80%. I mean, it's it's like 20% or less. I mean, it's ridiculously low compared to the 50% statistic, which is rolling out there. I've actually seen people say that it's even higher. It's not higher among actual Christian, real Christians, among churchgoers, people who play church, people who label themselves as Christian but don't walk with the Lord. It's way higher. The immorality, sleeping around rate, I mean... We, we've shared this before. We went to a church where the well, one of the worship leaders was sleeping around. He was, he was like, oh, I'm going to move in with her before I get married. And I'm like, okay. On the slim chance that they wouldn't do anything that way before they got married, the Bible also says to, you know, like avoid all appearances of evil. Don't let everybody, I mean, because if somebody's watching you, oh, so, so you're shacking up. Oh, it's a good thing to shack up? Really? If, have you looked at the research and how children come out of that and how it messes you up? No, most people don't want to because they're too busy following their flesh. Anyway, all that to say that it bothers me that then when we're looking at this issue of like abortion and stuff and people getting pregnant out of wedlock, what was it? The third church Randall and I went to together, the pastor's daughter got, got pregnant out of wedlock. Okay. Now, I can't judge anybody based on on their actions, but what I can say is that where is the shame today in the church about it? There isn't. Instead, it's like, oh, we'll, we'll take care of you. We'll do this. Oh, we make mistakes. We have grace. Yes, we do. But the problem is, is that, frankly, let's just say it. I'm going to say it. Don't be mad at me for saying this. But you know what? My tax dollars pay for your mistake. And you know what? I know people, my tax dollars paid for your college education because then you can go live on welfare and you can do this and you can do that because I was responsible and you weren't. So I get to pay higher taxes. I had to pay for all this because you decided to, to not have any self-control and do that. Okay. It, it irritates me. I get sick and tired of paying the penalty for other people's irresponsibility. And if you're claiming the name of Jesus and doing this on top of it, and expect, oh, this is how it's going to be, blah, blah, blah. You know what? That's not cool, people. 
it, it's not cool. We really should go back to the days when we shun people. <laughs> and, and oh my gosh, I hate you now. But you know what I'm saying. I'm not saying scarlet you, letter. I, I'm not saying you hate the person. But no. what I am saying is, look, where the heck is the shame in that? Yeah. You know, this is why I absolutely adore Jamie Grace. I love her. Uh, Jamie Grace is a popular Christian young woman singer. She's about 28 or 27 or something like that. Her whole ministry, you know, is based on the fact that, you know, she wanted to get married. I mean, she's a worship singer, as you guys know. But the woman held up to the biblical standards her godly parents actually raised her in, as well as her sister, Morgan. They did the same thing. They waited until they got married. They have a ministry to thousands and thousands, probably millions of teen, of teen girls and stuff who actually look up to them as role models. You know, I can't tell the number of times Randall and I have been on this show and on the, the various platforms and people have come in and they, they've asked the question or made the inappropriate. Well, it's not inappropriate, I guess. Well, did you, did you wait till you were married, Stacey Lynn Harp? Yeah, I did actually. And so did Randall, right? So I can actually speak to it. Was I tempted before I was married? Yes. And I can tell you a specific time in particular, me and Bareface were making out on a couch where Bareface got up and ran out the door because it was getting too heated, right? I'm just saying. So, you know, it's not like we're immune to the temptation, but God forbid we actually say, give some boundaries to children and young people and say, it is okay to wait, you know, because guess what? You're not going to mess up your stinking life if you actually wait. You know, you might be untemporarily satisfied for a minute, but for crying out loud, wait, why do you think Tim Tebow was such a big hot topic? Do you think it's because Tim was such a great player? Yeah, I mean, he was a great player and everything. But the thing that got him the press the most was the fact that he was celibate until he decided to get married, which, by the way, he is now engaged. I don't know if he married, got married yet, but he's engaged. And the woman that he's engaged to had a very big platform, and she's also still a virgin, right? I mean, is there something wrong with virginity today, people? Just asking. I mean, when since when did that become a bad thing, right? Frankly, if you're a virgin out there in the audience, be proud of yourself, okay? If you've been married and divorced and you're remaining celibate and not sleeping around, be proud of yourself for doing that. I mean, seriously, don't let this stupid culture that glorifies all this stuff you know, make you feel like you're a piece of crap because you're not being a slut. Okay. I'm just saying, I, you know, I, just, I don't know where this is all coming from, but it does irritate me because do you know what you miss out on when you become a virgin? Uh, when you're a virgin here, here's check this. One thing that you miss, if you stay a virgin, you know what you're going to miss? Sexual transmitted disease. You're going to miss out on that great fun of having to deal with putting medication in your private parts and dealing with herpes and all this other crap that comes with it. Yeah, you're going to miss out on that. You're also going to miss out on like a massively broken heart when the guy or the girl leaves you, just so you know. You're going to miss out on that tragedy. And frankly, I don't know. I don't know. Do you want to walk around with a broken heart? Do you do you want to walk around and like like be like, you know... I just wish I had this broken heart and all the ruminations of how he treated me or how she treated me. You're just going to miss out on all that crap if you remain celibate. How dare you? How dare you not want to be like the world? 
the nerve, I say. I mean, seriously. You know, the, what the world offers is so asinine and so stupid. It's, 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 and yet, as somebody once said, I can thank my friend Angie actually for sharing this with me. Have you ever gone fishing with a lure? I have. I mean, there are like, um, worms. Those are living and slimy and blah, I won't even touch those. But, you know, fishing lures, right? This isn't a lure. This is a nice bracelet a friend of mine gave me. But let's just pretend this is a fishing lure. You know, the fishing lure is beautiful. It, it has color and texture. And that little fish, it looks at it and it believes that it's going to nourish it. It's going to feed it. It's going to make its tummy full. It's going to be, oh, this is so awesome. This is like steak on a hook. Of course, it doesn't know it's on a hook. But here's the thing. It gets attracted to it. And it's like, ah, oh, this is going to fill everything in me. And I'm going to go bite it. And then the next thing you know, that little fish bites it and he gets hooked because the fisherman grabs him up there. Next thing you know, he's getting, you know, filleted on a frying pan and getting eaten because the lure was so beautiful, but on the inside was a hook that led to death. The wages of sin is death, just so you know. And, but the real thing is, I mean, look, if you wait until you're married, people, if you wait until you're married. First of all, women, you know, you got a man that loves you if he waits until you're married or until you're after you're married. You know what I'm saying? If you have issues, he loves you. He actually loves you. He actually loves you. Put a ring on your finger, you know, just saying my rings are on the bathroom thingy because I played pickleball, but usually there's a ring there. You know, he put a ring on your finger, man. He's going to support you. Pays your bills, hopefully. If he's a good man, he'll pay your bills. Put a roof over your head. Put food in your tummy every day. But provide security for you. That's better, in my opinion. Having security in a relationship is more important. Just so you know. Just saying, okay? And men, you know, hey, you get married to a good woman. What do you get, man? You get a great woman, <laughs> like bareface God. <laughs> I mean, seriously, you get nice, warm hugs. You, you get cooked food occasionally, depends on who you are. <laughs> you know, companionship, someone to keep you grounded and insane. Yeah, occasionally. <laughs> It'll get you outside of yourself. And I, I just. And somebody who may irritate you or challenge you, but that's the thing. You know, right now I'm counseling a guy who's in a new marriage and he's stressed out because he doesn't get it. He's got a baby on the way. And I'm like, dude, there should be a net under your marriage, a safety net. There should oh. never be the word divorce in your marriage. Right. If there's abuse, that's completely different. God allows divorce for those things, okay? But if it's a normal transition, you know what? Take the word divorce out of your marriage. Say, hey, you know what? It's me and you against the world, just so you know. And and really, that's what it should be. It should be you and me against the world. Me and Bareface yeah. have had people come after me. Bareface stood what next to me, and yeah. you know. And you've been you've been quoting lots of scriptures <sighs> without citing chapter and verse, and that's great. Um, but but I'm gonna I can no 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 no. But I'm gonna bring up scripture here because you brought up this young man, yeah, and baby on the way, and it's on the you know, a long line what we've been talking with and abortion is really ultimately it's looking to undo the consequences 
of irresponsible actions. Yeah. And anyway, so in Malachi chapter 2. Or Malachi, if you care yeah, to call the, him Italian. Yeah. That was a joke, people. Don't get upset. Picking up verse 13, we read, uh, and the second... And the second thing you do, you cover the Lord's altar with tears and weeping and groaning because he no longer regards the offering or accepts it with favor from her hand. But you say, why does he not? Because the Lord was a witness between you and the wife of your youth, to whom you have been faithless, though she is your companion and your wife by covenant. Did he not make them one with a portion of the Spirit in their union? And what was the one God seeking? Godly offspring. Hmm. So guard yourselves in your spirit and let none of you be faithless to the wife of your youth. For the man who does not love his wife but divorces her, says the Lord of hosts, uh, but divorces her, says the Lord, the God of Israel covers his garment with violence, says the Lord of hosts. So guard yourselves in your spirit and be and do not be faithless. So... The whole reason of of making the the two one, you know, what was he seeking in this in this marriage, this covenant relationship, and making them one with a portion of the spirit of the union? He was seeking godly offspring, and and without that, when there's when unmarried couple or whether they never were married, and you know, fly by night romance or or it's a marriage that ends in divorce uh, godly offspring is in danger hmm. because they have a terrible example if 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 the if the parents were never married what does that teach us what does that teach the children that yeah maybe it's because randall and i both have had parents who've been married and divorced numerous hmm. times too. yeah I, I will say, I'm getting back to this abortion thing, which yeah. is kind of the thing, the rant on this. Look, right. I know some of you might be going, okay, well, what about the woman who is raped and gets aborted, uh, gets abortion, get, gets pregnant? Should she have an abortion? No, she shouldn't. And I am one of those people, I'm probably a very small percentage of the population, even in the Christian world, that basically says, you know, under zero circumstances, you abort that baby. I don't care about the conception, how it happened. What I care about is that unborn little pre-born little baby who is a completely separate person than the, than the mother. I mean, it can be a different gender. Not transgender, different gender. It can be a boy. And certainly a different person than the perpetrator. Right, and two wrongs don't make a right. So just because, you know, the, you know it was a violent act in that case, does not negate why God allowed that baby to come into to being. If you re, if you believe in the Bible in Psalm 139 where it says God fearfully and wonderfully made us, he knit us together in our mother's womb, then you got to believe that God's handiwork is working in there for some reason. I actually have a former client who uh when I was a therapist and this it kind of kind of made me jealous actually. She wasn't raped, but she went out one night after going out and drinking in a bar this committed person too she was a worship leader okay <laughs> she, she she went out sleeping around with this guy she just decided to sleep around one time with this guy got pregnant didn't even know the guy's name and got pregnant and anyway ended up having a little boy and i think he's what seven or eight or nine now i mean he's he's older now but 
she's a single mother still to this day. Um, but she, and she even told me, come to think of it, she she took the the after abortion pill in hopes of of the baby dying in order to cover it up, because again she was a worship leader in the church. Um, and fortunately, God allowed that baby to live, and she ended up keeping him. And as far as I know, she's still, you know, taking care of him and everything's okay. But that's a hard path. That is a hard path. So, yeah, under no circumstances should a baby ever be aborted, you know, if if it was, you know, the conception wasn't, you know, the greatest. I mean, I often joke about it and say, well, you know... Your parents were like, you know, one of you was having a good time and the other one was, eh. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden there you were, you know, you were conceived. It's like, well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh, is that warranted? <laughs> oh, yeah, he had a good time, but I didn't. Or or she had a great time and me, I missed out, you know what I mean? <laughs> it sounds silly, but if you think about it, that's the logic that they use. And, and the irony of it all is that the consequence to the baby, you know, the, the poor baby has no choice in whatever happens to him or her, you know. And so we got to protect the baby, which is why this is so horrible that infanticide is being allowed in our in our godly so-called country, which isn't. It's really actually post-Christian post, uh, um, post country that we really live in. We, we don't need to be deceived about that, you know. In fact, I have an article here, Randall. I just brought it up. It's called, it says, Slavery, Abortion, uh, More Closely uh, Related. Uh, let's see where it's, it said. More closely linked than Dems will admit. So Bill Federer uh, recounts wisdom of those who ask, who is it, who is not fit to live? Lincoln warned January 27th, 1837, at one point, then, is the approach of danger to be expected. I answer, if it ever reached us, it must spring up amongst us. It cannot come from abroad. If destruction be our lot, we must ourselves be its author and finisher. As a nation of freemen, we must live through all time or die by suicide. Lincoln stated at Edwardsville, Illinois, September 11, 1858, What constitutes the bulwark of our own liberty and independence? Is it not our frowning battlements, our bristling sea coast, our, our army and our navy? These are not our reliance against tyranny. All of those may be turned against us. Our reliance is in the love of liberty which God has planted in us. Our defense is in the spirit which prized liberty as the heritage of all men in all lands everywhere. Destroy this spirit and you have planted the seeds of despotism at your own doors and you have lost the genius of your own independence and become the fit subjects of the first cunning tyrant who rises among you. Lincoln wrote to William Dodge, February 23, 1861, Reflecting on the slavery in the Southern Democrat states, Lincoln wrote to H.L. Pierce on April 6, 1859, This is a world of compensation. Those who deny freedom to others deserve it not for themselves and under a just God cannot long retain it. 
This could be said of those supporting abortion today, as Ronald Reagan wrote in Abortion and the Conscience of the Nation in the Human Life Review, 1983. Quote, Lincoln recognized that we could survive as a free land when some men could decide that others were not fit to be free and should be slaves. Likewise, we cannot survive as a free nation when some men decide that others are not fit to live and should be abandoned to abortion. Lincoln closed the debate with Judge Douglas in 1858. That is the issue that will continue in this country when these poor tongues of Judge Douglas and myself shall be silent. It is the eternal struggle between these two principles, right and wrong, throughout the world. They are the two principles that have stood face to face from the beginning of time and will ever continue to struggle. Lincoln stated in his first inaugural address, March 4, 1861, If the policy of the government upon vital questions affecting the whole people is to be irrevocably fixed by decisions of the Supreme Court, the instant they are made, the people will have ceased to be their own rulers. Abraham Lincoln addressed the question as to whether the courts are masters over the people or are the people masters over the courts. This is in the political debates between Lincoln and Douglas in 1897. The people of these United States are the rightful master of both Congresses and courts. Thomas Jefferson made a similar statement to William Johnson in 1823, but the Chief Justice says there must be an ultimate arbiter somewhere. True, there must. The ultimate arbiter is the people. Lincoln stated at Independence Hall, Philadelphia, February 27th, 22nd, 1861. I have never had a feeling politically that did not spring from the sentiments embodied in the Declaration of Independence. I have often pondered over the dangers which were incurred by the men who adopted that Declaration of Independence. I have pondered over the toils that were endured by the officers and soldiers of the army. I have often inquired of myself what great principle or idea it was that kept this Confederacy so long together. It was not the mere matter of the separation of the colonies from the motherland, but something in that declaration giving liberty, not alone to the people of this country, but hope to the world for all future time. It was that which gave promise that in due time the weights would be lifted from the shoulders of all men and that all should have an equal chance. This is the sentiment embodied in the Declaration of Independence. Now, my friends, can this country be saved? If it can, I will consider myself one of the happiest men in the world if I can help save it. If it cannot be saved upon that principle, it must truly be awful. But if this country cannot be saved without giving up that principle, I would rather be assassinated on this spot than surrender it. On February 11, 1861, newly elected as president, Abraham Lincoln left Springfield, Illinois for Washington, D.C., never to return. He stated, I now leave not knowing when or whether I may return with a task before me greater than that which rested upon Washington. Without the assistance of that divine being who ever attended him, I cannot succeed. With that assistance, I cannot fail. Trusting in him who, who can go with me and remain with you and be everywhere for good, let us all pray that the God of our fathers may not forsake us now. That was brought to you by AmericanMinute.com, just so you know. Um, but, that, but he makes a really good point, and that is that the Declaration of Independence and the things that we hold 
dear to us, which are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, if we're advocating death through abortion to the babies that are supposed to be coming up behind us to take care of us old people when we get super old, how can the country survive? I honestly think that America has only survived because of God's tremendous mercy on us. I think his judgment is also on us. And I think that um, we, we have to be extremely careful in the day in which we live. And maybe it's because I am a middle-aged woman and I look at the generation behind me that could be my children and I go, that's not good, you know. And, and it's not everybody. I'm, I'm, I think there is a remnant. I think God has called a remnant for kids. Um, and I think that there are a lot of great, you know, millennials out there that are doing the right thing. But you know what? I think the, the way is broader and broader and broader. And we have to be bolder and bolder and bolder. Because if we're not, who's going to protect the kids? I mean, at any level. You know? That's what gets me. It's like... We have become so permissive in this country that we, we don't want to even admit the word moral exists or that we have absolutes in the world, which is right and wrong, that God ordained them. No, everything is relativism, feet firmly planted in midair. If it's right for you, it's right for you. But, you know, don't be pushing your stuff on me, which is actually judgmental and hypocritical. It's, it, it's, a, it's, it's, you know, these people who say don't judge, that's all they're doing is judging. It drives me crazy. But anyway. I feel better now. <laughs> I don't do you have anything. I mean, do you have anything else to say? I know we should thank our sponsor, you know. We should. Uh, <laughs> and they agree with us. Ariel Ministries Ministries agrees with us. I mean, the founder is way older than me. He's older to be my he's old enough to be my father. So, uh, Ariel, you you guys know about Ariel if you come in all the time. Um, you can go to ariel.org and you can save 20% on anything in that store over at ariel.org when you use the coupon code Bible news. Okay. We do have three books left in our resources on our, um, uh, page over at BibleNewsRadio.com. We, we got three left of the American amnesia book suggested donation, $30 or more. That includes free shipping. Uh, if you so desire, get that book. Uh, Jerry Newcomb is great and I'm going to be having him on regularly like I did yesterday. Uh, that's a thick book, by the way. It's not like a hundred pages. It's it's a pretty thick book. In fact, I have a copy of it. Let's see, right here. Um, I can tell you. I mean, here it is, right here. This is a. It is approximately three hundred and seventy-nine pages. So it's a it's a really good, thick, thick book. If you want to support what we do. I still have three copies of this left available. Um, Rob, Rob Langsner, or Lack, however you say his name, won our text message. Uh, he won it. He won a copy in our contest. If you're not on my text message list, you can join that by texting Bible News to 33222. You can look at it right there. Text Bible News two three three two 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 i need a bouncy ball anyway <laughs> you can do that you can join it just join it i send out a text in the morning and then one right before the show and when we do um contests in fact dr peter Lilback said 
If you care about America and the Christian's vital role in civil society, read this book with care and pass it on to many others as well. He wrote George Washington's Sacred Fire, which I also endorse, by the way. You can go to Amazon and read my review. I wrote it a long time ago. And or, if you so desire to be a pillar of my community and donate monthly, then you can set up a rotating donation of any amount over there, and, uh, and we'll just say thank you to that. Uh, okay. Oh, and Kelly said he loves us, and Sean said hello. I, I just saw your comment, so I don't know how long ago it was you said hi, but hi. Nice to see you. Glad you're there. Um, so, that's it. So I will try to, uh, um, I think tomorrow morning I will do a morning devotion like I usually do. And um, I don't know about Friday if I'll be able to do that. But but I should touch base with you guys tomorrow morning anyway. And, uh, and then um, Saturday, I don't know, Randall, you think you might be doing a Weekends in the Word this weekend? Um, it very well could happen. I'm definitely overdue on that, so... Okay. So in the meantime, pray for us. Pray pray that the weather uh, lifts up. I mean, the, the rain stops so that we can actually drive where we're going. It's a couple hour drive where we're going. Um, and, you know, obviously it's a not a happy occasion we're getting together for, but, you know, it is one of those occasions that most people end up having to deal with at some point in their life. So uh, anyway, so with that said, we're going to say goodbye. Goodbye, people. <laughs> I will say, be bold. You know what? Stand up and go with God because he loves you. He really does. And don't be ashamed of living the way that he actually tells you to. And certainly don't be ashamed of standing up for his principles. You know, we can love people who make mistakes, but if it, but our culture as a whole has embraced the mistakes over what's right. And because of that, I think we're in the position that we're actually in. And when you have a godless people like the evildoers who are writing these laws and putting them into law where they're they're completely like okay with babies being killed after after death, after birth, I mean. During birth and after birth, it's okay with them. That tells you a lot about that person, their conscience. It's seared. Romans 1 talks about that how how that happens and the only way to change a culture is to change people by sharing the gospel with them. You know what I mean? I mean, that's the case right there. So don't be ashamed of the gospel because it's the power of God that saved us all who are saved. And it can save the most wretched among us. And people don't get that. But I can tell you, I've seen people who people would go, yeah, you know, this person should be in hell forever. But that person repented and now they're with the Lord. So that's amazing grace, people. All right, that's it. So I hope you guys have a good rest of your night. And thank you. Thank you that um, for, sh for sharing um, the comments that you did in today's show as well. Appreciate it. Okay. And uh, Lou, thanks for sharing your, uh, Lou, Lou shared that his wife keeps them on track. That's what good wives are for and good husbands. And if you're not married, good friends actually will do that for you as well. You know, so there you have it. You have any final words, bareface? No, ma'am. Nope. All right. 
All right. Take care, everybody. We'll see you uh, hopefully Saturday for Bareface. We'll say hi. I'll say hi tomorrow morning for Get Slugged. And we'll be back Monday, Lord willing, for everything else.